0: Hi there. Welcome to the West Virginia High Street Journal podcast. I'm Bart Keeler, digital editor and producer. In this episode, we take a look at Governor Jim Justice's proposed repeal of West Virginia's state personal income tax. Before we get to the story, I'd like to remind you to please subscribe to this podcast on whichever podcatcher you are listening right now. Also, give us a follow on Twitter at WVHSJ and like us on Facebook. That way, you won't miss when we drop a new article talking about business and economics here in the Mountain State. The West Virginia legislature is considering a repeal of the state's personal income tax. This policy was pushed through by Governor Jim Justice with the promise of giving all West Virginians more money to spend and attract more people to move to the state. Though following a boilerplate model, West Virginia may not reap the same benefits as other states that have severely reduced or eliminated their personal income tax. For more on this, here's Editor-in-Chief David Smith.
1: West Virginia Governor Jim Justice has garnered significant attention due to his administration's COVID-19 robust vaccination rollout. The Mountain State is best in class, largely due to the activation of the West Virginia National Guard, to help county health departments with the distribution. His personal popularity increased with national media exposure, and his daily updates to talk to the citizens of the state, similar to President Franklin D. Roosevelt's fireside chats. Carrying this momentum into a second term, the governor is trying to leverage his newfound political capital to repeal West Virginia's personal income tax. Eliminating the personal income tax has long been pitched by Republican leaders across the country as a bold move to attract new residents. The theory is that, Any lost personal income tax revenue will be made up through sales and business taxes as the economy expands from the influx of new people moving to the state. A press release from the Office of the Governor points out that West Virginia is the only state with a decrease in population from 1950 to 2016. This decline must be reversed. And, according to Justice, eliminating the personal income tax is the quote last piece of the puzzle. Opponents of the repeal point to the large number of low- and middle-class families that call West Virginia home. They believe these households will be more affected by the tax increases that are also part of the proposal designed to relieve the deficit left by eliminating the state personal income tax. The governor's plan is detailed in an abstract that includes making up for the over $1 billion shortfall from rolling back the state personal income tax by increasing other taxes issued by the state. These include consumer sales, professional services, luxury purchases, energy extraction, and vices like gambling, tobacco, alcohol, soft drinks, etc. Common in no personal income tax states, this plan defers residents' personal income tax and collects those revenues through sales, property, and other taxes. For example, while New Hampshire and Texas do not have personal income taxation, they rank among the highest in property taxes at 3rd and 7th respectively. Currently, West Virginia has the 17th highest state sales tax rate at 6%. The proposed bill would increase that to 7.9%, which would be the highest sales tax rate in the country. The West Virginia Center on Budget and Policy, an opponent to the governor's proposal, argues that, quote, the people of West Virginia will get regressive tax increases that fall heavily on low and middle income families, while the wealthy few enjoy the bulk of the tax cuts. They also argue, that individuals with lower annual income spend a higher proportion of their income on everyday expenses, meaning they would be more affected by the highest sales tax in America. Because of the high percentage of low income earners in the state, quote, the bottom 85% of households in West Virginia would pay 88% of the increase. However, Governor Justice argues that everyone, not only the rich will benefit from eliminating the state personal income tax. In fact, his abstract promises a lot more. Justice pitches, quote, more money in your pocket to his citizens and claims jobs and business opportunities would take off, quote, like a rocket ship. He also suggests that West Virginia could land the next Disney, the next Dollywood, with these tax cuts. People may want to pay less tax in general, but tax relief is unlikely to be a primary driver for people to move to anywhere, let alone to the mountain state. According to a 2019 consumer population survey cited by a recent study out of Harvard, The statistics generally say that the majority of Americans move outside of their state for housing, family issues, and job opportunities elsewhere. The governor's rebuttal is that the state personal income tax reform would provide an increase in those job opportunities in West Virginia. The National Bureau of Economic Research, however, indicates that, quote, the positive relationships between tax cuts and employment growth is largely driven by tax cuts for lower income groups, and that the effect of tax cuts for the top 10% on employment growth is small. The data can and does go both ways. Dr. Anthony Davies, an associate professor of economics at Duquesne University, has researched the migration patterns of wealthy individuals correlating with income tax levels.
2: It doesn't necessarily apply to everybody, but there was a clear correlation between the state's uh, income tax burden and migration. And it was very clear. People are moving out of higher income tax states into lower income tax states. Whether higher or lower
1: state income tax is best for the state economy is not quite the right question we should be asking,
2: Davy stresses. You're not talking about a state full of high income people. In that sense, I would imagine that the income tax itself matters less than the entire tax climate. It sounds really good to say we're going to get rid of the income tax, but if you're then going to turn around and up significantly the sales tax by what, what, 20%? and impose all sorts of other taxes to the average person, you've just changed how he's paying. You haven't changed how much he's paying. In fact, if I know government, you've actually increased how much he's paying. Dr. Davies' suspicions are strengthened by the initial
1: analysis from the West Virginia Center on Budget and Policy, who say after considering all of the factors, which includes income tax relief, all of the increased consumer taxes, and the tax rebate for the lower 20%, the lower 60% of West Virginians would pay more on an annual basis under the proposed plan than the current one. The traditional economic judgment of this proposed policy is that it is half-correct. Cutting the amount individuals pay in personal income tax is good, but simply replacing those taxes with others is taking one step forward and one step back. According to Davies, the real goal is economic freedom.
2: States with more economic freedom, so you could read that as not just flatter taxes, but lower overall taxes, have a much higher incidence of entrepreneurship. For West Virginia, the
1: goal should be a tax structure that supports individuals and businesses.
2: That's what brings people in, and that's where we start the conversation. With West Virginia's having a problem with its population, what you want is a vibrant economy. Which begs the question: Where does West Virginia
1: land when it comes to economic freedom? The Fraser Institute, a Canadian think tank, publishes an annual global report measuring the extent of the restrictions on economic freedom imposed by the government. This index is measured by calculating three levels of regional data pertaining to government spending, taxes, and labor market freedom. In their 2020 report, the Fraser Institute ranked West Virginia 49th out of 50 for creating a healthy business environment. Looking closer at the data, West Virginia ranked 49th in government spending, 35th in taxes, and 47th in labor market freedom. If Governor Justice wants to make real changes to boost West Virginia's population and economy, altering the 35th-ranked tax policy might not be the best play. Instead, the governor might be better served reconfiguring how the state uses his tax dollars to invest in the state's infrastructure and economy. He might also consider rolling back state regulations that currently inhibit small businesses from getting off the ground. The allocation of Governor Justice's newfound political capital is something he gets to do once. Driving more targeted policies that have successful track records could harvest a significant return in both political capital for him and economic growth for all of us. Betting on directives that go against the latest economic research is bold for him, but risky for the future of the Mountain State. For the West Virginia High Street Journal, I'm David Smith.
0: Well, thanks for that insight, David. Just to be clear, the West Virginia legislature could only eliminate the state's personal income tax. Federal income tax would still be charged to citizens of West Virginia. We will continue to track this story as it develops both in the legislature and in the media. Thanks for listening to this episode of the West Virginia High Street Journal podcast. Again, I'd like to remind you to please subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Twitter at WVHSJ, and like us on Facebook. For the West Virginia High Street Journal, I'm Bart Keeler. Thank you for listening.